Hello, thank you for joining us here on You Are My Borough with myself, Dom Shaw and Scott Wilson. We promised a video at the back end of the week to look ahead to the game against Rotherham this Saturday and ordinarily on a Friday. It would very much be a match preview, but I suspect we'll be talking more about Morgan Rogers and Aston Villa in the next 20, 25 minutes. So, yeah. so first of all, we're, we're recording this just before dinner time on Friday and, and you know how quickly these things move if, if things have developed by the time you watch this video or listen to us, uh, listen to us on a podcast, then, then apologies. But as things stand, um, our understanding is that Borough have turned down two bids from Aston Villa for Morgan Rogers. Um, what, what I don't know, what we don't know is, is how much Villa tabled, uh, but we're told that they're quite short uh, of Borough's valuation as things stand. I don't know what that valuation is. Um he had a complication, not really a complication. It's just, it's just regular, uh, regular occurrence in modern day transfers. Is the fact Manchester City have a have a sell on clause in there? Of course, Rogers joined Borough from Manchester City in the summer. Um, first things first, Scott. Yeah, this all seemed a bolt from the blue. It all came out of nowhere, really, on Thursday night. It absolutely did. I mean, normally, you know, I'm, normally you get some kind of a wind of of you know club sniffing around player or, or player might be the one who might leave in January. Never at one stage of either of us, I think it's fair to say, heard that really with Rogers. So when this news broke, what, kind of tea time-ish early evening yesterday, um, yeah, it did, it, it did feel like it came from nowhere. Now, the fact that Villa have then gone back in again, as you say, so quickly, certainly suggests they want him. Um, and the people we speak to kind of in the Midlands where say that, you know, look, Villa are not in the, you know, they're not in a in a kind of FFP situation at the minute to be signing kind of, you know, the type of players that came in the summer. So another Moussa Diaby say, this window is very much for them about bringing in one or two youngsters who have the potential to really go on and, and you know, they've identified. And Rogers, by all accounts, is absolutely at the top of that list. So, I mean, that's interesting for a start, isn't it? Because let's, you know, let's be brutally honest. There's been chunks of this season where, he hasn't even been an absolute regular in the Borough team. So, um, you know, that's interesting for a start. But, you know, what do Borough do now? Where do they go with this? I mean, like everything, there'll be a figure, won't there? There'll be a figure that Borough have in their mind that they would sell for. And, and you know, listen, no, nobody wants to see their club selling players, but that's the reality. And, and, I, and I think if ever anyone needed reinforcing about that reality it came with the accounts this week didn't it where had it not been for a couple of pretty significant player sales in that window obviously Tavernier and, and Spence then um you know Borough's financial situation would have been something of a car crash well it wouldn't have been because Steve Gibson would probably have put his hand in his pocket and, and covered the gap but that's where Borough are that's the reality if if they don't sell players then it comes down to Steve Gibson bailing them out. It's as simple as that. So, you know, I I struggle to see how if Aston Villa get anywhere near the figure that Borough will have in their mind, Borough cannot sell because, it, you know, having only bought him in the summer, they're still developing him. It feels like a bit of a no-brainer, doesn't it? it? I think, well, a few things, really. First of all, I'm, I'm not going to start rewriting history here because... I think Rogers has been excellent in the last month or so. Um, but but if everyone's fit at Borough, there's 
there's an argument. Does Rogers get in the starting eleven? Now, I think yeah. he does. I, th I think he does, especially in the evidence of the last month. But Azaz has come in now. McGree's coming back. There's Greenwood. Force is fit again. If the strikers are fit, there's 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 a decision to be made there. Clearly, now that leads on to the second point. Borough are clearly extremely well stocked in that area. Now, that's not for one minute saying they want to lose a player like Morgan Rogers, um, but they would have the players to cope. I think the last thing on it is that this is a real nod to Borough's recruitment. I mm. think in the a six months after signing someone, you've got a team of what third in the Premier League coming in and wanting to take him off your hands. And I think what that message sends to future targets and and to players in the club now, players like Sam Greenwood, Finnazaz, Hayden Hackney, you could go on and on, is that there's a real pathway to the Premier League here. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, and, you know, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that, realistically, I, you know, as the account showed, Borough are going to struggle to be able to do anything in terms of incomings or more than the squad themselves over the course of the next 12 months if they don't sell someone or a couple of players. Now, clearly, there's the Hayden Hackney situation that, that, you know, I think we've both said on a number of vids, we feel that it's unlikely to happen this month. But if Borough don't go up this season, I think they'll do extremely well to hold on to Hayden Hackney this summer. So, yes, you have got that coming down the road. But this is a kind of offer that, like you said, it's come from nowhere, really. It's just landed in Borough's lap. And I just, you know, you're being offered, listen, we don't know where the, where the sums will get to, but you're potentially being offered a 400%, 500% immediate profit on money that you've spent in January for a player who, like we say, has done really well and is progressing and could very well become a really really good player in the not too distant future but being brutally honest at the minute it's still a work in progress so yeah you know I think this is one where if it gets to the level where Borough feel that the valuation is met I think it would have to happen and 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 you know and and then the flip side of that as well is that Rogers is from that neck of the woods our understanding is that you know <laughs> The, the, the classic cliche here, but I think he was a boyhood Villa fan. I think he's, he's been on record in the past as saying that. So, you know, it's, it would be very understandable if he clearly wants this move to happen. And if you're Borough and you stand in the way of it, then is that actually potentially damaging your relationship with the player further? Now, I'm not saying that in any, you know, in any way, shape or form. Whenever we've sported Morgan Rogers, he comes across as a really pretty impressive, level-headed individual. You know, I, there's certainly been no suggestion of him pushing for this in any way, but he now knows all about it. And I'm sure that, that he'd love to go and chance his arm at Villa. So that's another factor that Borough are going to have to think about, I think, that if they do put a block on this, then, then you know, what, where, where does that take them further down the line with their relationship with Rodgers? Yeah, there's, there's, there's the balance on both sides, isn't there, as is always the case in this sort of scenario. Um, in the, you know, Villa... It, yeah, it, it is. It is home city club, or however you want to class it. Um, the third in the Premier League, the wage increase that would inevitably come with a move to a team that are third in the Premier League and are playing in Europe and and might well be playing in the Champions League next season. But from Rogers' perspective, on on a purely football side of things, it, he's talked earlier this year in an interview after a game about 
he's playing with confidence. He's a confidence player and now he's playing with confidence at Borough. He's found a home at Borough after a few loan moves away. I, I completely get why you could have your head turned or would have your head turned by a Villa move. From a purely football perspective, would, would it be the right move? Would it be a wise move at this stage? No, I, I absolutely see where you're coming from there. Now, you know, it's like if, if Rodgers is offered the chance to go and chance his arm in the Premier League for a club that he's got a, a degree of affinity for, whatever, and like you see on a, what you would imagine would be a pretty hefty wage increase with, with, with the potential probably for various increases further down the line if he makes it, then that's really hard for anybody to turn down. I fully accept that. But, and I do agree with you here, I don't think that the minute that what Morgan Rogers needs is to go and spend the second half of this season sitting on the bench at Aston Villa because let's be let's be you know brutally honest, saving a a massive number of injuries. Morgan Rogers is not going to get in Aston Villa's starting lineup at the minute. He 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 wouldn't he'd struggle to be the next cab off the rank on the bench. He'd have a fight just to get in the match day squad. So, um, you know. He, he's had that at Man City and, and clearly felt that it was holding him back, hence his decision to move to Borough. So I think he does need to think really carefully about it. I mean, I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere. What I know, do you I know, think I know what you're going to say because yeah, I was going to... Con- possibilities of moving to Villa but then being loaned back to Borough for the second half of the season would be because sitting here right now, I would have said that that would be the ideal deal for everybody. Borough get the money, but get still get to use Rodgers in the second half of the season. Villa get Rodgers for the long term, but get him to somewhere where he's settled and happy and will play football for the second half of the season. And Rodgers gets his move to a Premier League club, but isn't sat on the sidelines for six months. Yeah, it feel it feels like whether it's possible. It's certainly not something I've, I've seen it speculated, mostly by fans. Um, yeah online and, and a complete it makes complete sense but in football as we know that doesn't always mean that that it's going to happen no and and and, and you know I, I can see that emery might want to get him involved in borough's first team group eh, sorry villa's first team group and learning how they train and how they play and starting to work on little tactical things on the training ground and i can see that he might think there's a real value in that but I still think there'll be more value in Rodgers actually playing for the next four months, especially for a team that's, you know, hopefully going to be battling for promotion and involved in really big, high-pressure games come the back end of the season. And it feels like with Rodgers, um, you know, I, I know ultimately for, for, for a vast majority of players, it, it, it's a job at the end of the day. You know, it, it's not everyone is Hayden Hackney coming through and like living the dream, becoming a star for your hometown club. But it, but it feels like Rodgers has bought into Borough and everything that comes with it. I think in this first six months. Yeah, because I, I, I think he, I think he's genuinely pleased that they were willing to give him a go. That that he'd been kind of, you know, he got pretty much to where he was banging his head against the glass ceiling at Man City, and he needed someone to say, right, okay, forget the the, the, the succession of kind of lower league loans. We'll actually buy you, and we'll give you a chance to be part of something here. And I think he's really valued that. So. Um, yeah, you know, that's why I come back to it. You know, I, I definitely don't think this is a case of him agitating for this. But the reality is it's it's there now as a possibility. It's on the table. So um, all parties have to deal with the reality now rather than, you know, what might have been. Um, it, it feels inevitable. Given, given all the talk coming from the Villa end, and, and we don't know where this has come out from, but, but 
but the talk at that end last night was that Rodgers is, is is a top target for Emery, has is, is emerged as a primary target. That, that suggests then that, that more bids are going to follow. But, you know, where are we? The 19th of January, there's what, 10, 11, 12 days left of the window. This has the feel of something that's going to run and run for at least the next week or so. Is that fair? Yeah, I think, I mean, Villa will clearly have a, a figure that in mind for themselves as well. But, you know, this isn't... This isn't, uh, like I say, a Moussa Diaby type deal where if they go a little bit higher, it's going to have massive implications for their FFP and stuff because the numbers are so big already. That It's not that type of deal for Villa, is it? So, um, you know, this is one where I think there will be negotiations. There's a whole host of clauses that can get included in, you know, we talk about um, Man City having a sell-on. Well, Borough will clearly want to sell-on as part of the deal as well. So, you know, there's various ways you can tinker with the deal if, if the actual headline figure isn't really adding up. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, Borough have stood firm so far because, as, as you say, the indications we're getting is that, you know, yes, they, they, have a, they have a kind of valuation in mind. And at the minute, Villa are a long way away from that. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if there were further talks and that gap started narrowing a bit. The it's interesting now as to whether he plays on Saturday against Rotherham. Now, I'll start here. When when we, we had a quick chat before we started here about what the likely team is going to be, I, I think it's inevitable that Azaz and Greenwood play tomorrow because they're cup-tied for the Chelsea game on Tuesday. So you, so you would expect them to be in. Jones or Force on the right feels likely. Probably Jones, I think. Force only got. What, I think it still feels a bit early for Force to be starting, doesn't it? Given so, how long it's been out. So, so up front, it's it's Coburn. All the indications from Carrick yesterday were that Saturday might come too soon. Even if it didn't, do you risk him with Chelsea in mind on Tuesday? So, yeah. so I think it's extremely unlikely that Coburn plays tomorrow. So up front, you, you go with Rogers or Crooks or even Force if, if you do think he's ready. He has been in training for a few weeks. Um, I think the point I'm getting at, I think I think it was possible that Rogers didn't start tomorrow with Tuesday in mind before all this. But but it's also, you know, clearly he was also one of the options to play up front. But if that if he doesn't play now tomorrow, if he's on the bench tomorrow, if he's missing tomorrow, obviously, then the story is obviously yeah. on the back of Villa's interest. He's dropped from the bench. It's a difficult one for Carrick, isn't it? It is, although I think I think that because this has come so much out of the blue, unless this progresses massively this e this afternoon slash this evening, you play to the him. point where the deal's effectively done and he's going to be a Villa player over the weekend or the start of next week. If, assuming it doesn't get to that point, then I think you play him. I think you've got to play him because he'll have been training all week. Like I say, it's not like his head's all over the place because this has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's not like the deadline's Monday, so it's really coming to a head straight away. You know, like you said, this, this could easily go quiet now for a week and then re-emerge again towards the end of the window if Villa want to play it that way. So um, I, I think, and I, I think that, the, you know, the, the type of character that I feel like Rodgers is, now again, you know, we, we don't profess to know him inside out, but the dealings we've had with him, I think you play. I think you. I think you play him. If you want to play him, I think you do. I don't think that there's any risk in that. You know what I mean? Um, so I think. Uh, I think he'll play. Yeah, I do. 
Um, Rotherham then. Oh, oh, first things first, before we do that, just in general on transfers, press conference on Thursday, Carrick was again asked about the latest on the, on the striker situation mainly. After Millwall last Saturday, um, Carrick, Carrick said that, asked about a striker then, they'd have to assess Coburn and Latte laugh before making a decision. Borough's stance has always been that, um, and, and and this has been unchanged since Latte Lath and Coburn got their injuries, that, yeah, they're looking to strengthen this month, but they'll only do it with the right player. Um, Carrick said nothing's changed yesterday. He said he'd be com- entirely happy if the if the window finished tomorrow. This was before the Rogers stuff broke, obviously. If the window um, came tomorrow, closed tomorrow, and he had the squad, he has. Um, so no change there, but clearly it's a situation that Gunner, Borough are going to be monitoring. Macaulay Langstaff, Stockton lad, not a county striker, was linked this week, but from what we gather, he's not a player who, who Borough are interested in um, this month. We, I know we said it earlier this week in the vid, Scott, it just feels like a case of watch this space, really, with that one. Who becomes available? What becomes yeah. available? If, if, you get, if you get money for Rodgers, does that... Well, I was, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Earlier this week, I'd been thinking about it a bit more. And, and the more you thought about it, the more you thought, you know what? If you've got Latterlath and Coburn kind of coming back at some stage, and yeah, all right, they're, they're probably not going to be available to play every game, but they'll be available for chunks of the second half of the season. If you then supplement that with Rogers, Crooks, Greenwood at an absolute push, potentially even a Zaz at an absolute push. You've got certainly four of Air Force, obviously, who, who Carrick had said, you know, yes, he, he is thinking of him potentially as a, as a nine if needs be. Then you've got options there. Now, you still haven't got a stick on number nine who's going to get you 20 goals a season or, you know, 10 goals between now and the end of the season. But I think we've got to be realistic and think the Borough are not going to be in the market where they can afford to sign a stick-on player who's guaranteed to get them 10 goals between now and the end of the season. So if you're not getting that type of player, then I was edging much more towards, well, I, I can see how it makes sense for them to keep their powder dry and reassess in the summer when there might be more movement, there's clearly going to be more players available, etc., etc. Does that change if Rodgers goes? Yeah, possibly, because I think Rodgers is one of your leading alternatives to Latalath or Coburn, isn't it? So if Rodgers is taken out of that mix, then yeah, that probably strengthens the need to bring just somebody in as another option between now and the end of the season. But I think if if Rodgers doesn't go, then I am leaning more towards seeing, well, there's an awful lot of players there that you could potentially use. And if you're not going to get the, your top targets, which I think Borough have already accepted they're not going to be able to in January, then, um, then you know, maybe you do sit tight. Ahmad was linked earlier this week. Um, now, he, he's a he's a player Borough were, were interested in. Is there a championship club who wouldn't be interested in yeah, signing no. Ahmad Diallo on loan? Interested in the summer, but it became pretty clear, I think, quite early in the summer that Man United wanted to keep him. Then he got the injury anyway, which kind of brought to an end any any chance or scuppered any opportunity of him going out on loan. Um, Borough have, have kept in contact with United and, and kept a close eye on that situation. But I think it's been pretty clear over the last week that Manchester United, as things stand, are going to are going to be keeping hold of Ahmad Diallo. Michael Beale, I was at his press conference, Sunderland press conference earlier this week, and he was saying as well that he thinks if if Ahmad was going to go out, Sunderland are in poor position to sign him. That was after Ahmad had posted on Instagram a picture of him 
in his Sunderland shirt on the back of all the reports. That, that as things stand now, feels extremely, extremely, extremely unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm to, I'm to put yeah it. for lots of different reasons, as you've alluded to there. I think the chief one and the most pressing one is that, you know, the sounding service is not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, if he was, if Man United changed their mind next week and say, right, okay, Amad Diallo is available for loan, then you would, would want Borough to be bang at the front of that queue because for all that we've, as we've said, they are well stocked in that position. On the evidence of what Amad did at Sunderland in the second half of last season, he would be a massive asset to any championship club. Um, but it would be a massive fight and it probably wouldn't come cheap. So, yeah, an awful lot of hoops to jump through, but the primary one being that, you know, as things stand, I think we both think that he'll stay at Man United. Rotherham then on Saturday. Um, that game at the New York Stadium took me back to when Borough won at Arsenal 3-0 and only had one shot on target. Silvino and Edu scored the yeah. own goals. Oh, yeah. there was also the one when Borough won at Man City 1-0 without having a shot on target. Sun G.I. scored an own goal. That... That was what Rotherham did against Borough. Against Borough. Um, yeah. That fluky winner from the left side. We, you know what you're going to get from Rotherham on Saturday, don't you? They're going to they're going to set up and try and stifle Borough and try and make it difficult for Borough to break them down. Borough should have enough quality to get the win. Yeah, I mean, you would like to think so, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, Rotherham, Rotherham have turned in or did turn in over the festive period because I obviously saw Sunderland struggle there as well. Um, you know, they, they did they did have a pretty decent run of results, but that was at home. I think they are a completely different beast away from home, where, like you say, their game plan really has to be banks of defenders, sit deep, low block, concede possession, try and soak it up and then be a threat on the break and, and be pretty direct and be pretty physical um, and, and get up the pitch quickly when you get the opportunity to do so. I think that's the type of game we're looking at. I fully expect Borough to have the lion's share of possession tomorrow. Um, I think they'll have to be patient to break down what almost certainly will be a packed Rotherham defence. But in fairness to Borough, they have shown on a, on a you know a number of occasions this season that they, they, that they are able to do that. Um yeah, you'd have to make them strong favourites, wouldn't you? And, and 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 it's a big, big opportunity to take what would be another big step forward towards those playoff positions if they can get the job done. I mean, we're recording this on Friday. Sunderland Hull are obviously playing each other at the Stadium of Light tonight, so at least one of those sides doesn't pick up maximum points this weekend. If Borough can do it, then then you know they are going to be putting themselves right right in amongst it, aren't they? And do you think because, you know, the winner Millwall last week moved Borough to within a point of the top six, which is that the closest they've been all season? Um, I think it probably will be, yeah. Head. But, but um, do you think that helps the fact, helps Borough avoid overlooking tomorrow and having eyes on Chelsea and maybe getting distracted? It feels like now that they're really getting themselves in the mix, which they've been working to do for what, three, four months, really, since since that difficult start? Do you think the position they find themselves in now and the opportunity that this is helps avoid yeah. any complacency that Carrick would be adamant wouldn't be there anyway? Yeah, I think so. And I think the fact that it's a home game helps as well because you're at the Riverside, you've got what will be a, an expectant crowd, you've got what will be a pretty buoyant crowd, you know, clearly a lot of expectation with them, both in terms of the way things are going in the league and the, the game that's just around the corner on Tuesday night. So... Um, I, th I think that helps the fact that you're playing at home in front of your own fans. 
um, that, you know, like you say, there's a big prize to really get yourself in amongst it. And and you're in pretty good shape. You're on, you know, you're, you're in the middle of what's been a, a pretty good run of form. So, um, and, and, you know, the fact that you played Rotherham so soon, so recently should also sharpen your mind and not won the game should sharpen your mind about what they're, you know, what they can potentially do to make life difficult for you. So, like you say, there'll be no real surprises here for Borough. They'll go into this game knowing exactly what they're going to be up against. So, um, you would like to think that that the plan, you know, that that um, that they're not then going to take their, their their eye off the ball on that and and then let any kind of complacency creep in. I don't think it will. Predictions, home win. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I, two I, 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 nil. I, 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 I don't think Borough will run away with it because I think we've seen that Rotherham are well organised. They'll clearly work extremely hard. They're physically strong. Um, but I just think that it, assuming Borough get the lion's share of the ball that we think they will, then I think they will be too good for Rotherham to keep out for the full 90 minutes. I think they will find a way through. Um, so, yeah, 2-0. Yeah, I'm going 2-0 as well. And that'd... That'd lead nicely into Tuesday and all that comes down there at Stamford Bridge. We'll be back early next week. We'll do a preview vid ahead of the second leg at Chelsea. We're both at that game, so there'll be plenty of, of build-up, obviously, online and in the paper in the build-up to Tuesday's game and analysis afterwards. Um, and that'll also be the case with the Rodgers situation. Keep an eye on the site for, for any updates there. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, just a heads up, because I didn't say it at the start. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, then do us a favour and just tap subscribe if you haven't already, and, and rate and review if you're listening to us on your on your podcast platforms. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Hopefully three points for Borough, and we'll be back next week to look at the Chelsea game on You Are My Borough.